Hello, and welcome to the Manufacturing Culture Podcast. I'm your host, Jim Mayer, and today we have an extra special live episode coming to you straight from Westwood High School, home of the Warriors. In fact, it's not actually live. We're just recording it recording it in person. Easy for me to say, right? Uh, we have some incredible guests today, including Allison Seitz, District Director for Mesa Public Schools at Elevate Ed, Chad Jacobs, instructor at Westwood High School, and three talented juniors, Zeno Trent, Jackson Kelly, and Noah Grancy. Did I say those names right? said the names right. Yes. Yeah. What did I do wrong? We're sophomores. You're sophomores? Yeah, we're sophomores. He's the only junior. Well, I blew that one. Yeah. Welcome, <laughs> sophomores and single junior. Um, this is going to be a really high-energy, exciting conversation. So let's make sure to stick around. And don't forget to subscribe to the podcast and never miss an episode. Welcome, guys. Thanks for being on the podcast today. Yes. Thanks, Allison. Thank you. <laughs> uh, so, guys, we're going to start off with some questions for you, the students. Um, then we'll transition into some questions for Allison. And then we'll we'll do Mr. Jacobs because he's about to teach a class. Mm -hmm. um, and then we'll do a quick tour. So if you are listening to this, make sure to check out the YouTube channel uh, because you'll get to see a tour of Westwood High School, uh, their CTE program, robotics program, uh, and, and it'll be some pretty cool stuff. So you guys ready for some questions? Absolutely. Yeah. Uh, so for all three of you, doesn't matter who answers first, how did you first become interested in the manufacturing industry and what do you find most exciting about it? I don't know. I think Jackson should go. Yeah, you're the He started it last time. Go ahead, Jackson. <laughs> Thank you. Uh, so the way I got into manufacturing was I actually didn't even know it existed until I randomly put it on my like class schedule from last year. Okay. And I didn't know I didn't even know what it was. I just saw, ooh, manufacturing. I haven't been in the engineering building yet. Sure, I know that's in that building, so I kind of want to take a tour. You did the same thing. I did thing. the exact same thing. Okay. I just randomly found it on it. I'm like, mm, this sounds interesting. Might as well. I want to go out to the 900s. So what do you find most exciting about it? Uh, I'm actually making stuff because in the other two CTE classes that I'm taking, welding and auto, you do make stuff, and I think in welding last year, I actually made like a little welded, I want to call it a plant pot, but it was just some type of like cup yeah. with a stand. But that was the only thing that I kept from welding and auto, and you can't really keep a car from the school. So sure. here in manufacturing, you actually get to keep like what you make, and you actually like have different projects in welding it's more of just keep practicing your welds and then auto just learn the machines and if there is like a car that you want to walk work yeah. on you can bring it in but here you actually like kind of have a structure which not saying the other classes don't but this one it's more it feels more structured and there's like more satisfaction I and like uh manufacturing it's 
it's different than the other two classes in like atmosphere. Yeah. Like especially with the students because you may not talk to everyone in the classroom or in the class, but you still like have a feeling of like they're part of my class, need to help them when they need help. Yeah. While in the other classes is kind of do your own thing. Got it. It's a lot of team building and working from time to time. He has us work in pairs okay. when we're doing like newer things, but half the time we're on our own. Yeah. We don't really have a problem with it though, because it's not that hard to learn the machines once you actually pay attention and actually try. But sure. half of the class doesn't do that. <laughs> so, Zeno, how did you find the program? Same I, as I did the same thing as Jackson. Okay. I just found it on the paper and I'm like, it sounds interesting. William's been out there, which is my older brother. My oh. older brother graduated from Westwood, but my older brother has been out here. He's been in this building and he took engineering when he went to school. So I'm like, I might as well go out there just for the fun of it. And so I chose manufacturing because it was something I've never heard before. I'm like, eh, it sounds interesting. Might as well go for it. <laughs> so, so what's the most exciting thing to you? I actually like the taking away part. I like being able to drill holes or like face things. Okay. I like I like destruction. <laughs> <laughs> so Noah, uh, same question to you. How did you first become interested in the program and what's most exciting about it? Well, I had first done the engineering program here. That was something that was one of the reasons why I came to Westwood. And so were you not slated to come? I'm not, I'm not within the boundaries, but because of IB program, I can come to Westwood High School. Got it. And do the learning. Got it. Um, so I, I take an engineering first year as one of my electives. And halfway through that, so beginning of semester two, uh, I joined robotics thanks to the invitation of the previous engineering teacher here. And he, he showed me um, all how all the machines work and let me wa watch some of the CNC operations that we were doing on the robot to to kind of build it. Yeah. Um, so I became interested in that and found found that because I have another elective spot, I should probably try that. And I decided to try manufacturing, and I love it. That's awesome. That's awesome. So, um, what's your favorite project so far? My favorite project that we've done probably probably is the dice. Um, it's they're not completely finished for me yet, but by far it's the one that you have to have that I put the most effort into and had the highest quality standards for myself. And they they're turning out pretty good. They they are sharp. Uh, so you know, what's your favorite project so far? I don't really have one because they all have like one part that went wrong at some point. <laughs> well, that's the part only of the learning one, yeah, process, right? The yeah. only one that I would say that actually went well was the peanut, and I enjoyed it because it was symmetrical, satisfying to do, and it was a repeated process on the cutting. Yeah. Because you had to go from one point to another point, and then you just moved it, and then you go from one point to another point. It's the, I like repeating processes. It's a great career for you then. Yes. <laughs> Jackson, what about you? What's your favorite project so far? I would either have to say the scribe or the dice. I like the scribe because in my opinion, it's the best part that I've made. Okay. And uh, it's something that I can actually use while manufacturing. Yeah. 
but the dice is probably a close second because, I mean, they're dice. They're it's dice. fun. Yeah. Who doesn't like dice? Um, so, guys, we had met originally back in January. You came to an ATMA event, uh, a dinner meeting, where we did a couple of things. We talked about the future and, and Skill Up Arizona and what we were doing. Uh, we had a panel. But you guys really stole the show that night. I, I don't know if it was only Jackson. He you know, started it. He started yeah. it for sure. But y'all, all three of you finished it. Yeah. I mean, so share some of that experience with us. And this isn't even a, a question that I prepared, right? So talk to us about being sophomores and a junior in high school, right? Going to an industry event, talk to us about, uh, you know, your experience meeting some of the people who you could potentially be working for in, in a couple of years. How's that experience been for you guys? It was intimidating. Was it really? Yeah. I, well, I also have a problem with authority figures already, so <laughs> I don't like, I don't like older people. They scare me. I have a problem. So... It was intimidating. I had a panic attack before it even started. Did I had you really? to, yeah, I had to walk away. I was, I sat at the table and they just stayed there before it enti the entire thing started because you I like pulled it together. I well, freaked yeah. out. Yeah, but um, it was it was very loud. It was <laughs> it was interesting because you get to see how many people are actually in an industry that you just now like found out about. Yeah. So it's surprising because it's like I just found this thing, but I didn't know it was already like this big. Like a thing. Yeah, you know, I didn't know it was like already a massive yeah. like sure. industry. So it was intimidating. Uh, I, I get that. Disliked it. <laughs> you did? Do, do you think I mean, that it, it will affect your decision, good or bad, to go into the industry? No. Okay. But I'm not a public person. I don't like crowds. So <laughs> Got it. the dinners are always nice to go to when I'm with classmates. Your people. Yeah, I like being with people that I already talk to. Yeah. I think that's human nature. It's scary like to talk to new people. No, what did you think about the dinner? Um, I thought it was a really great experience to connect with, as you said, connect with people I might be working for, but also just to meet the people behind some of the things that go on here in the shop, like our the some of the aluminum that we get, I met the guy who aluminum. does the, who works for the company that runs that, for yeah. the show metals. Yeah. Um, and it was just neat to see that there are people out there that like, that are supporting this thing, whether it's directly or indirectly. Yeah. That allow us to be better. Yeah. That's awesome. Jackson, what about you? What did you think of that dinner meeting? Um, I thought it was really fun. I enjoyed it. Uh, it was it was kind of intimidating, as you know said. Like me personally, I don't have a problem with like big crowds. Mm -hmm. Sometimes I do, but most of the time I don't. Yeah. But meeting like some of these like heads or like like representatives for all of these companies, it was like they're like they probably they. I don't know. It seems like I was just some small, like at first it was just I was some some kid invited to this big meeting. Because you were. I mean, okay, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> 
uh, no, yeah, you felt like so small compared to them. It's like, yeah. I feel like I don't belong here. So let me ask you a different question. Again, not prepared. Um, you've been now to two dinner meetings yes. for the ATMA. You've heard a lot of people talk about the future of manufacturing, but not any one of them have been young people. So do you guys think that your vision for the future of manufacturing is aligned with what the current industry leaders think is the vision of for the future of manufacturing? Do you think that your ideas are represented when you go to these kinds of events? Or do you, do you have something else out there that is the future of manufacturing that isn't quite being represented uh, at these dinner meetings? Yeah, absolutely. I would say one of the, one of the best ways that industries, industry leaders and people can get into supporting the future of manufacturing is ultimately through STEM programs in the school. So for example, robotics, or as people have back the manufacturer, or the manufacturing program here yep. and just kind of supporting that and having people, having people be able to come out and perhaps speak to some of the classes or programs. Sure. Just to kind of, to kind of show them what what they're doing in day-to-day -day operations and tying that back to the classroom. Yeah. It isn't as like widespread to the younger people as you would think with how they want everything to be. Because um I think reaching out to the younger people would be helpful because then they could go further and stay on that path or like bring different ideas to it. Sure. It's a, nothing should be confined to a certain group. It should be spread. And if the, they want to like make the industry of manufacturing big, but they need to reach out to more than just a certain group in my opinion so what group do you think that there, there is high schoolers junior juniors junior high kids because going from junior high to a high school they could have an opportunity to join said manufacturing class sure. but just showing people that manufacturing is a thing and that it happens behind the scenes in almost everything would probably bring a lot more people in because they would be more interested in it and they might want to make or create make or create same thing um i meant what you knew <laughs> <laughs> but um to create um like things that may not have been thought of because it's a different like mindset like a different headspace that they're in sure. so eh, like Noah said, have people go out and like explain to people that this happens behind everything. Sure. Jackson, any thoughts from you? Um, kind of just like uh, one thing that I thought of was have like one thing that would help the manufacturing like industry, in my opinion, would be like listen to like the younger people. Yeah. Like let them or like listen to them let them know that you're interested in what they're saying because something that i've seen like with my friends who aren't even in manufacturing is that they could be really passionate about something or like really like to do something 
but then out of nowhere they stop because yep. no one listens to them. No one recognizes what they're doing. Yep. And something that I am kind of guessing with my generation is that we're having a problem with like uh, like satisfaction. Our attention spans have gone down. Well, that's probably how we were raised because we were, yes. we were definitely given more TV, more whatever. Yeah, it's... Well, it's all readily available. Yeah, yeah right? it's an attention like, span thing. Smartphones weren't a thing when I was a kid. Yeah. Right? I mean, you guys it's, were it's, born and they were there. Yeah. Right? There's, a, there's a generational disconnect somewhere in there. Yeah, oh, there, for sure. There definitely is. Yeah. And but I think I think to the for the most part, a lot of the parents of your guys' parents' generation, they've done the best they can. Right. Yeah. I mean yeah. they, they've yeah, used the tools, they're just different tools than when I was a kid or when Allison or Mr. Jenkins were kids, right? The the tools that parents have changed from generation to generation. Um and, and I think they've they've done it. But I think that that is something I want to zero in on your satisfaction comment, right? Like, what do you, what do you mean by your generation and a level of satisfaction? Is that like career satisfaction? Is that like holistic mind body in, balance? Is that what are you talking about? Uh, I was thinking more like in general satisfaction because uh, what I've like kind of picked up from a lot of my friends and other students is that we don't feel like we're being heard from adults. A lot of times, like we try and talk to some, talk to like one of our teachers and they just kind of brush us off. I've had teachers like that other teacher before. And I know a bunch of my other uh, friends and other students have had teachers like that, have had parents like that, have had uh, adults, managers yeah. like that in their life. And so it's just something of like, we want to feel like we're heard. Yeah. I, I hear you. I've got two more questions for you guys. Um, if you could give advice to younger students who are potentially considering exploring careers in manufacturing, what would you tell them? Don't touch the drill bits. <laughs> <laughs> That's a story. That's a story. All right. So let's hear the story. I, um, it was actually for our tap log. I forgot which one we were. I forgot which one I was doing, but at some point I had. Was it that one? I think so. But at some point I had autopilot, and when I was pulling out the drill bits, I touched it with my bare hands, mm -hmm. and then my brain figured out, wait, hold on, <laughs> and so I dropped it. Do you have any fingerprints on? I do. I okay. magically do. No, don't worry. After that day, Noah wrote on the board. Yeah. X amount of days without Zeno getting injured. <laughs> and just yesterday, Mr. Jacobs recommended making an award for me because of how accident prone I am in this okay. classroom. Okay, good to know. Not so fresh. <laughs> not, don't drop it. Knock, Knock on, on wood. wood. There hasn't been any big ones. Don't drop the award. Stop. <laughs> All right, so don't touch the drum bits. No, what, what's your advice for future generations? I would say do it. The, the worst case scenario, if you don't like it, you you spent a year making cool stuff that you can take home and show to people, and if you do end up liking it, it's it's a whole new career that you probably never would have like, you would have never seen if it had not been for you exploring it. Sure, I like that. Uh, 
give it a chance and start early because okay. this is my first year in manufacturing and I'm a junior and I wish I started it earlier. I wish I had known about it earlier because I love this class. It's my favorite CTE class that I've taken yeah. at Westwood. And I wish that I had started earlier because like, I, I don't know how many years in this program there are. I think there's three, right? Three, I think he's three, playing for three. Yeah. So I won't be able to get the full experience. Uh, experience. Sure. I'll only get two out of the three years. Uh, Can you do summer have, school? We don't have it next year. No. We Jim, don't. I know that you're the one asking the questions, but how can we better advertise it? Yeah, that's uh, going to be nice. <laughs> Good question. That was Allison Sykes from Elevate Ed, everybody. Shop tours, literally. Last shop tours? Oh, yeah, first we came in. Last year, the robot yeah. put on a shop tour okay. that basically they had all the freshmen walk through here from the freshman academy. Oh, yeah. And that was me. We got so many new engineering students from that. But they, but the manufacturing program, we didn't really highlight that because robotics, it's focused more on engineering. You know, they went over the CNC, but not really over any of the projects. Mm -hmm. So if, I think if they can hold the stuff that they make in their hand and see, I can do this within the next year, absolutely like the best way to get the new people to come into the program. Make something yeah. to make your mama proud. Awesome. So guys, what haven't I asked you? I mean, we've, we've talked about some pretty cool stuff here. What What is the one thing that you wish somebody who is older in this industry would know about you guys, your generation, your thoughts, your vision, all of that stuff. What What is the one thing that you want to share with however many people listen to this podcast? <laughs> uh, one thing that I would share is that um, a company and the employees and the leadership at a company should not feel like a company. It shouldn't feel like, like, oh, I need to go to job. I need to go to my job. I need to deal with this person at my job. It should feel like a family. They should advertise okay. like manufacturing, like, I want to say factories, like the actual companies. creation of manufacturing it, the action of it as actually being something that is fun to do and not just like manual labor or something that you just go to and do all day and then go back home no it, you need to advertise it as something that's fun to do yeah. like you want to do it you can see that you can make things might as well do it it seems fun kids love to make things yeah <laughs> i would say that a lot of times teens will get a bad rap for being procrastinators yes. or they they don't like doing work but we're very we're very hard working people if if but if you want to if you want to let someone prove themselves let, let them prove themselves and if you give them the benefit of the doubt they will probably they will probably uh they'll probably go higher than your expectations I agree with Especially that. Especially with just this generation. I We're very hardworking. Yeah. And like I in said. In my opinion, uh, sorry, Zeno. <laughs> but in my opinion, yes, there are lazy people. But mm -hmm. the, we also kind of need those lazy people to come up with ideas on how to make something easier. Yep. And like, there should be a healthy balance of lazy and hardworking. Mm -hmm. Sure. In my opinion. 
because I know I'm lazy. I'm lazy in a bunch of other things, but when it comes down to it, I will get stuff done. Yes. Even I will become a hard worker. And if I have a job, I work hard at that job. Yeah. And uh, something that like a lot of, I think, uh, I don't think people realize like the reasons why we are lazy is because we don't feel like something matters. Okay. Like, so you have to have a connection to the yeah. higher purpose of what you're working on. It's an attention issue, like I said. <laughs> like, uh, ah. personally, I'm not doing so well in some of my core classes because sure. I don't plan on going to college. I plan on going immediately into the workforce or into a uh, uh, trade school. Trade school. Okay. Like an apprenticeship program. Uh, I'm actually. I'm actually trying to get an apprenticeship at Boeing. Okay. Uh, for next year. Very but cool. Just or internship, in, in, not yeah. apprenticeship. Yeah. I know what you do. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> uh, but and figure out what you are willing to work hard for. Yeah. So one thing I like about our little group that we have is we're very diverse in our own. And when we get those classes that we really like. We never feel like we have them long enough. That's how I feel. I love this class. I yeah. love manufacturing. I would love to have it for two hours a day, <laughs> but I can't. So isn't there a program here at Westwood that is like a dual enrollment program where your junior year or senior year, you're able to go take classes from Mesa Community College and, and some of your regular classes are taken there as well? I can speak on that personally. I am currently in dual enrollment honors chemistry. You don't have to be a junior. Okay. Um, but it's there's a there's a professor from MCC who teaches here at school on school grounds. Okay. In the science building. All right, guys. Do you feel like you got your, your voice heard? Yes. Yeah, all right. Attention manufacturers. Are you looking to take your company culture and employee engagement to the next level? Look no further than TCO Strategies. We offer comprehensive company culture assessments, employee engagement surveys, and leadership development programs designed specifically for manufacturers like you. With our expert team, you'll get the tools you need to understand your employees, improve communication, and drive success. Don't wait. Invest in the future of your business with TCO Strategies today. I am now joined by Allison Seitz from Elevate Ed, Arizona. Hi, Allison. How are you doing today? I am great. Thanks so much for having me. I'm really excited to be here. We are so pumped to have you on today. Allison, uh, you were initially part of the interview we did with the students from Westwood High, uh, but you had to run out in the middle of the, the recording or at the end of the recording there. So we didn't get a chance to uh, wrap up that interview. So here we are uh, now a couple days later, uh, wrapping that up and, and connecting uh, to, to really understand how Elevate Ed Arizona uh, helps CTE programs in the state of Arizona. Is that fair? Absolutely. Awesome. Awesome. So, <clears throat> Tell us, Allison, a little bit about Elevate Ed and what your role is as the uh, district director uh, for Mesa Public Schools. Yeah, so um, Elevate Ed AZ is an amazing initiative of the Greater Phoenix Chamber Foundation. Um, so if I can draw you a little picture here, 
Um, we have sort of the chamber, uh, the Greater Phoenix Chamber on one side, the Greater Phoenix Chamber Foundation on the other side, they sort of work arm in arm. And then underneath uh, the Greater Phoenix Chamber Foundation, we have our four pillars. So we have education, workforce development, wellness, and research. Wow. Um, we are super uh, laser focused on the education pillar um, within Elevate Ed AZ underneath that Greater Phoenix Chamber Foundation umbrella. Got it. Um, so little bit about my journey. Uh, I started as what we call a college and career coach at Westwood High School. So I was a boots on the ground um, coach. And my role was to connect students in CTE pathways um, with work-based learning, with career pathways, um, really, really incredible things. And um, you know, what, what we focus on at Elevate Ed is really that connection to college and career in high wage, high demand areas. So of course, manufacturing falls under uh, that high wage, high demand umbrella. Yeah. Awesome. That's fantastic. That's a fascinating job that I didn't even know existed until you and I connected um, at, at the Mesa Public Schools office. I, I think what you do is is phenomenal. Thank you. Yeah, yeah. My role has shifted a little bit um, in a district role. So I moved up um, about a year ago. I can't believe it's been that long. <laughs> um, and uh, now work um, to sort of support coaches at more schools within Mesa Public Schools um, doing the same amazing work that I was doing when I first started. That's awesome. Fantastic. That's got to be a really rewarding uh, experience. I love what I do. That's awesome. That's awesome. So how do you think the manufacturing industry uh, can benefit from collaborating with the uh, educational institutions like Westwood High School, especially at that high school level? Yeah, well, I'd, I'd like to take you um, on a little bit of a journey. And let's go. I love I that. Started with manufacturing. Um, you uh, can't see me on the other end of this podcast, but um, I do not look like I belong in the manufacturing world. Um, I just sort of happened upon it and uh, and have been uh, really loving it ever since. So um, when I was at Westwood, so Westwood uh, High School has um, a phenomenal manufacturing program. Um, and uh, we got a grant through the Bill and Melinda Gates Foundation um, about a year and a half ago. Um, okay to really do some in-depth work with that manufacturing pathway at Westwood High School. Um, so what we were aiming to do um, in combination with a whole bunch of phenomenal stakeholders, so Mesa Public Schools, Elevate Ed, the Foundation, uh, Mesa Community College, a ton of industry folks, right? All these people came to the table and said, um, how do we connect kids, A, into this pathway at higher rates, um, and B, um, to a college degree by mm -hmm. time they hit year 13, right? So the year after they graduate high school, um, we want them to have the option to complete their associate's degree, which means um, that they would get 
30 dual enrollment credits while they're in high school. Absolutely unheard of. Um, And so, so, so um, cool for these students to really have that opportunity. Um, So like I said, we partnered with all these amazing stakeholders um, to to get that work done. And I am going to answer your question, I promise. So. I, I love the journey. Let's let's keep going <laughs> on the journey. Um, so when we brought industry folks to the table um, to do this work, what we heard was, A, we don't have enough people to fill these jobs. And B, we really don't know how to market these jobs to young students um, in a way that is meaningful to them, their parents, their guardians, right? Their support systems. Sure. Um, you know, manufacturing sort of has this this stigma for being dirty and um, low paying. I don't need to tell you that, right? <laughs> um, but that that is is how our students were feeling about this manufacturing pathway. Interesting. Um, yeah. So, um, so when, when we brought these industry folks to the table, um, you know, in combination with education partners and the chamber and Elevate at AZ, um, it was really like, we have so much work to do together. Where do we even start? Sure. Right. Um, and really where we started was the beginning, right? What kinds of jobs are you hiring for? Who do you need? Um, who do you have right now? Who are you, you know, really open to bringing in? Um, and it was a really eye-opening journey for me um, because we really had the opportunity to build this thing from the ground up, which you don't always have the option to do. Right. Um, I'll, I'll give a shout out to um, Chad Jacobs. I know he's on this episode as well. Um, he was a new teacher in a new space, and he jumped in with both feet head first and said, <laughs> all right, we're going to do this and we're going to get more students involved. Um, so a really long roundabout way to, to answer your question. But I have to share the journey because I think that journey um, is so important for the foundation of the work and yeah. for the work moving forward. Yeah, I, I, I think it. I agree that that foundation is super important. Um, and I want to go to something that you you said in there is uh, that the students have this perception of what manufacturing is, yeah. and. So let's talk about that real quick. And mm-hmm. and where do you think that, I mean, you've been in education, you've worked with kids pretty much yeah. your entire career. Um, where do you think that perception comes from? Is it from TV shows like Dirty Jobs or are these kids too young to even know what that show is? <laughs> um, you know, am I dating myself by using that as an actual reference? Or so... Uh, is it parental perception that is passed down by by generations? What do you think that where do you think that that perception comes from of the industry? Yeah, well, we um, we actually did some interviews with students and we said, hey, what the heck's going on? Like, how, how do you feel about manufacturing and why do you feel that way? And and where does that come from? Um, and 
I would say 90% of the students that we interviewed, and, and we interviewed a good portion, 90% um, of the students that we interviewed said, my parents and guardians don't want me to go into that field. They want me to go get a college degree, um, which I think is, is really points to why the work that we were doing with Accelerate Ed was so, so critical yeah. um, because it was, you can go to college and you can have a really high paying, successful career. Mm -hmm. um, and you don't, it doesn't have to be an or, it's an and. Yeah, it's it's not a zero sum game is yeah. what I'm hearing, right? It, it doesn't, right. It, it can satisfy that parental desire for their children yeah. to succeed in a way that maybe they didn't, or maybe it's a legacy thing for them to go to, uh, you know, that higher education, um, yeah. but also gives a, the student themselves an opportunity to work in a very rewarding hands-on career. Yeah. And, and I think the other piece of that is that folks don't know what manufacturing is, right? Okay. It's not marketed super well. Um, and that's not a knock on Mesa public schools. Chad, don't come for me. Right. But, <laughs> um, but just as a whole, right, like students don't know what manufacturing is. And, and I, I use this example all the time when I'm speaking to, to business and industry, right? Because when I'm talking to, to business and industry, they're like, but but you don't have to go to college and you can get a high paying job. Like, why aren't people coming to us? Yeah. Um, and, and the answer to that is if both of your parents are janitors, you might not know that you can be anything but a janitor or whatever right. that is, right? right? Whatever you're exposed to, we call that the exposure gap in education, right? Interesting. Um, you have to you have to learn what you don't know in order to know it. Um, wow. So we actually, um, one of the things that I think makes Elevate Ed so cool, um, uh, lots of things, but um, we <laughs> use an interest and aptitude profiler called U-Science, and I will try not to get onto my soapbox here. Um, <laughs> so forgive me if, if no. I do, just, just knock me down. Hey, but, um, I'm sure that the people who are listening are interested to know what you science is because when you explained it to me, it was a very fascinating thing. And so I was going to ask you to talk about that anyway. So this eliminates me having to ask that question. Awesome. Okay. So everybody out there listening, Jim gave me permission to do this. I just <laughs> want to make that clear. Um, so you science is, is an interest and aptitude profiler and it's geared towards high school students. Um, they also have a, a, a junior high version that's a little less in depth, but, um, you know, my background is, is workforce development um, prior to my education experience. And I've used tons of, of interest profilers and right, like yeah. ONET has some things and Bureau of Labor Statistics has some things and, um, and I've never seen something quite like this. So imagine the power right? You sit down, you take this, um, they're, they're really just brain games. Are, are you familiar with like the ASVAB? Yeah, absolutely. So, so similar, um, similar to that, right? Just, um, sort of gauging, um, your aptitude for things. Yep. Got um, it. 
And then you take this little interest profiler at the end. I think it's about 100 questions. But, um, but really what makes this stand out is I get to go to students and not only say, look at all of these things but that you're interested in, right? Mm -hmm. um, but look at all of these things that you're good at, that you didn't even know existed. Um, That's pretty so amazing. So I'm going to throw a really um, intense, mind-blowing stat at you. So bring it on. We had, um, so we're, I am super, super passionate about women in manufacturing, right? Yep. Um, I, I think, well, we don't, that's a different soapbox, but um, something that is very near and dear to my heart and yep. um, women in the trades in general, really, right? Mm -hmm. So um, so we had out of our just about a thousand freshmen who took U Science, um, we had 81 young women who showed an aptitude for manufacturing. Not a single one of them showed interest. Not That's one. Astronomical. Astronomical. And so um, I'll tell you a little story. What we did is um, through Accelerate Ed and some of the work that we've been doing within Elevate Ed, um, and I have to give a huge shout out to um, Maddie Winship, who is the college and career coach currently at Westwood. She put in a ton of work on this. She's a wonderful um, human being. Oh my gosh, she is. She is. Um, but um, we target Maddie, really, target marketed um, these young ladies and said, you show an aptitude for this. Have you ever thought about it? Right? Um, and we had some really phenomenal teachers who also supported the work. Um, shout out to Sean Reedy, um, the lead mm -hmm. career exploration teacher at Westwood. He convinced one of his... Um, his freshman young lady students to do a job shadow. Um, and we brought 12 students that day um, to uh, Allied Tool and Die, and the name may have changed, so please feel free to correct me. ATD. Um, thank you, ATD, yep. I knew it had changed. Um, sorry, Catherine. But uh, <laughs> so we brought um, all of these students, um, including one young lady, and I will tell you that young lady who showed an inch, who showed an aptitude, but not an interest, and um, walked around with eyes as big as saucers all day. Mm -hmm. And uh, and I, I sort of buddied up with her and was asking her questions, and um, and she said, "I did not even know that this existed. I did not even know that this was a pathway for me." Um, that's so bonkers it's, to me. It's uh, so bonkers. Yeah. Yes. Yes. And it's so powerful, right? Like I, we go back to that exposure gap. Yeah. Um, you don't know what you don't know. So, yeah. um, the story has a happy ending. She's in the manufacturing pathway for the next year. That's awesome. Um, and I am confident that that would not have happened without you science, without Elevate Ed, without some really fantastic teachers, without a really amazing college and career coach, right? So we, it's up to us to create the conditions um, that, that make these, these happenstances, right? Possible. Mm -hmm. 
Um, and my hope through this work, through this pathways work, through Elevate Ed, um, is that it doesn't it doesn't feel like happenstance as we continue to do this. Yeah. No, I. That's it's an amazing story uh, on so many different levels. Uh, Allison, I'm wondering how do we, as an industry, mm. uh, create a process that is scalable to uh, doing mm. exactly this, right? And what does that, what does that outreach, what does that marketing effort look like? You know, say say we get even a quarter. Uh, even 10% of the high schools in the U.S. on board testing using or testing aptitude using U science, and under a percent, right, uh, of young women. I mean, that's what 0.081 percent, right? I, mm -hmm. I guess. Uh, are interested in a career or had tested uh, show an aptitude it, it, for manufacturing careers uh, mm -hmm. or skill sets. How do we then target them and, and who's the appropriate body to target them with tours, with mm -hmm. more education about the industry? I mean, is that something that is the government's job, the federal government? Is that a state government? Is that local? Is that trade association work? Who, I mean, help me out. I've got this idea in my head, but I can't quite formulate. And I think I need your expertise here. What's yeah, that about? Yeah, I, I appreciate that. Um, education is moving that direction, right? Education is is ready to meet industry where they are at. Um, so I think it's all of us, but I think, um, the struggles that I have seen, um, in my experience through Elevate Ed, through, um, you know, my, my sort of foray into the education world, um, is that education is already doing this work where we fall short is that industry connection, that business piece. Um, so we can tell students all day long that you have an interest, you have an aptitude, right? You fit this pathway. But if we don't have that outside support from industry, um, they can't connect it. They can't connect it to their, their futures, right? Yeah. So um, this is is really a call to action for our business folks. Um, get involved. Go speak to some high school students, right? Open up your shop for tours. Um, your and, and I'll just be blunt, right? Your workforce is struggling yeah. and yeah. you need to find that connection. And your schools, wherever you are, your schools are open to that. Um, connect with your your career in tech ed folks. Um, they need you, and you need them. That's so powerful. So powerful. So powerful. I love it. Um, 
So Allison, share with us, you talked about this, you know, collaboration, job shadow uh, mm -hmm. idea um, mm -hmm. with this young woman and or young woman and 12 other students at, yeah. at ATD here in Phoenix. Talk some, uh, talk, tell us about some other success stories you have um, from the collaboration between Mesa Public Schools, Westwood High uh, and local manufacturing companies. Yeah, um, I am gonna call out, um, uh, first of all, there's, we have lots of examples. <laughs> um, it's been really, really incredible. Um, just the way that the industry has showed up um, to support our efforts here. Um, I'm gonna call out um, one, one company in particular. Um, so, uh, Tiffany Bellows, I know you've heard that name. Um, she is the workforce stability leader at Boeing Mesa. Um, and she, um, I reached out to her about a year ago, a year ago, actually, really to this day. Okay. Um, and said, hey, we're having some mock interviews at Westwood. You want to just come hang out with some freshmen for the day? Um, and she didn't even hesitate. She said, yep, I'll be there. Uh -huh. And uh, and I put her in in front of these students, and um, and I was terrified, right? <laughs> um, because freshmen are can be sometimes a little bit scary, especially if you don't interact with them on a regular basis, right? So yeah, um, and she took it in stride. And there was one student in particular who showed up with a resume. He wore a nice suit. He knew that he was going to be put in front of Boeing that day. Um, and he, he dressed to impress and he was prepared. Um, and I met her, um, at a, a different event a little bit later that week. And, uh, and I said, Hey, so, you know, how, how did the mock interviews go? How are you feeling? Um, and she pulled this, this young man's resume out of her pocket. And she <laughs> said, I've been carrying this resume with me. We got to get this kid in for a tour. Um, and that was sort of the beginning of, of our relationship um, with Boeing. They now host interns. Um, we just re-upped for four um, manufacturing, engineering, um, what have you, interns next year. We've had four successful um, interns this year. Wow. Um, and, you know, I, I just want to call Boeing out for really being a leader in the space. Yeah. Um, we hear all the time that it is so hard to bring students in to industry and um and there's there's all these liabilities and and that's true right i'm not discounting that um but if boeing can do it so can you yep yep they they've found a way around a lot of the issues um yes. that have historically plagued companies with with walking the talk i guess is the mm -hmm. best way to put it right and they this program and and tiffany in particular she she's a future guest um on the show uh two or three weeks from now she'll be on um but she she what the work that she does is astronomical and and the the arms the open arms that boeing is welcoming these these high school students in is absolutely phenomenal and, and yes. providing them a pathway for 
their future. Uh, it's it's really it it's astronomical. Um, that's a great success story. Thank you very much, um, Allison. That's I think all the questions I'm going to ask you. What what kind of parting thoughts do you have for our listeners before we transition uh, to the next uh, segment here? Yeah, I uh, I want to take that Boeing success story to the next level. Um, do it. So within within Mesa Public Schools and all of the work that we do with Elevate Ed, um, we really talk about building social capital, right? This idea mm. that um, if students are are able to network, to um, you know, sort of get to know industry. Um, they can do anything and they yeah. can. Um, so we have a student um, who was interning at Boeing this year and um, he is going to receive a full-time offer. He's wow. going to go to, he's going to work full-time for Boeing. He's going to get his tuition paid for. Um, and that is why we do the work. That's amazing. That is it. Um and, you know, I think there's, I think industry feels a lot of pressure um, to sort of give students the moon, right? You don't have to give students the moon. You just have yeah. to give them an opportunity. And that's what Elevate Ed is about. That's why we partner um, with, with all of you, with, you know, our amazing educational partners, right? Um, it's all about doing what's best for kids and building that social capital. Absolutely. No, I love it. And those kids are the future of this industry. Um, yes. So thank you very much, Allison. I appreciate you being on today. Um, we're going to transition now to the next segment. Awesome. Thanks so much for having me. I had a great time. Looking to improve your employee retention? Start by perfecting your onboarding and training experience for new hires. Check out Trainual to see how they can help you scale your growth and make onboarding easier and more efficient than ever. Check out the link in the show description or on the Manufacturing Culture Podcast partner page at manufacturingculturepodcast.com. All right, Mr. Jacobs, thanks for joining us. Uh, can I call you Chad or do you want Absolutely. Mr. Jacobs? All right, so Chad, uh, as the instructor here at Westwood High, uh, what's a way that you've used to inspire your students that you have that come into this class that may or may not know about careers in manufacturing? How do you inspire them to, to explore those careers and, and what kind of avenues do you take for that? Well, in the different classes I teach, uh, we try to learn different skills and different parts of engineering and manufacturing. So. Uh, students learn a lot of design in uh, the Intro to Engineering course, and that involves them getting to make things, right? So they use 3D sure. printers and laser cutters, and then they get to you know use files and bandsaws and hot glue guns, <laughs> and so they put things together and make them move, right? Um, the advanced manufacturing, um, they they love it because it's a lot of hands-on, right? Yeah. Start with basic hand tools, uh, work on projects, and the kids love doing things. So that's the way we try to inspire them to manufacturing is by making things sure and and uh talking with the students earlier that was in their words 
the best part about this class and the classes that they're taking here is uh, the things that they get to physically touch and walk away and, and feel like they accomplished at the end of the day, but it's something they can take with them versus uh, the auto mechanics class or the welding class where right. you can't take a vehicle home with yeah. you, right? And it's the, the projects in the welding class weren't something that you can necessarily walk around and parade, but yet the dice describe some of the other projects that you guys are working on. Uh, they're tangible. Students really like to have something that they can take home. Yeah. Something that's theirs, they've made. And um, this is my first year at Western High School doing manufacturing and engineering courses. And um, it's very much project-based, right? Yeah. Project-based learning has been around for a long time sure. in the sciences. And, um, and so, um, as I reflect on this year being my first year doing these courses, um, <laughs> next year I want to do more of that, right? Make yeah. sure there's more projects of, um, and even in the engineering courses, right? There's yeah. more things that they can build and take home, right, throughout the year. So where were so you I love, before? Um, I, I spent uh, most of my career, education career, uh, at Skyline High School uh, no teaching kidding. advanced physics. Oh, wow. Physics, advanced placement physics. Um, which goes right into engineering, right? Because engineering is all applied physics. Yeah. And so that's been a pretty smooth transition. And, um, and I've always been a pretty much hands-on guy. I've worked <laughs> on cars, a lot of welding projects. Sure. I think it was probably, uh, it's been 14 years now when I first got interested in uh, milling. No kidding. Uh, with, so I did a course at ASU with other physics teachers. And I was like, wow, this is really cool. This is a different kind of making things that I hadn't done before. That's awesome. So that's when I decided I need to buy myself a mill <laughs> and uh, take some classes in manufacturing as far as milling. Really? And so that's where I, my interest got it came. So okay, um, Westwood High School they've got this great facility yeah. um, that I've known about for probably you know six years, right since its inception, pretty yeah. much. And so when the uh, opportunity came to come over here, I was like, wow, that's going to be a big change, a big change, right? But it was a good one. Yeah. So I, yeah. Took, it, I took the jump. That's awesome. I love it. Um, how do you stay up to date? I mean, it, it, being an educator, um, you know, you rely on industry. You rely mm -hmm. on a lot of different people. Um, how, how do you stay up to date on trends and technology um, to ensure that the students, when they leave, know all about the cutting edge technology and, and mm. what the future of the industry looks like. Um, part of that involves uh, the teacher's own personal training. So I've always kept going back to school. Sure. Right. So uh, when I taught physics, I always kept going back and getting more master's degrees and more <laughs> courses and working with other people. And it's uh, collaborating with others and asking questions is a big deal. Sure. Right. So, uh, getting more training and even now and for the manufacturing i am in, do, doing more classes this summer i've been training on the cncs all year which is a wow. big leap if you've never run a cnc absolutely it yeah. um going from the design to the tooling pass and the, the feed rates and fixtures and how you mount things and of course yeah. just the operation is it's really cool and it's a big learning curve yeah and once you get into it then it, it kind of tapers down a bit so and, and so where are you taking your classes? This summer I'm taking some uh, um, classes in California at, um, I think it's Orange Coast Community College. Yeah. And it's one of three training centers that Gene Haas Foundation yep. 
puts together. That's awesome. So I'm looking forward to that. That's going to be a two weeks in June for me. Hey, gets you out of the heat. Get right. Out of the weeks too, yeah. Man, and then great. also um, uh, taking tours of manufacturing facilities. Um, so I've done a number this year and I'm going to take some kids on some tours. Yeah. Um, to see what's out there. So they tell us, us, what is the cutting edge? What are they doing? Got it. So then I can relate it to the students. Got it. Awesome. Um, so I, I like this question and, and I asked the students which question they thought was going to be the best one for you. And this is the one that, that Noah said. Uh, can you tell us about some of the most memorable moments you've had while teaching students about manufacturing? Well, yeah, the, the students, they love to work on the project. I love to see what they're doing, right? Um, and the most memorable, it's really important that you follow instructions, right? right? You read the build sheet. What is the part we're gonna make? <laughs> what are the dimensions and measure, right? Yeah. So memorable things, yeah, oh my goodness. Um, Noah's on the lathe and he's turning apart. And it was, it was looking like he's turning quite a bit, right? And then I come back and say, have you checked it? Is it the size yet, right? So it's okay. And I know in my mind, <laughs> it's getting too small, right? <laughs> this diameter is not where, so yeah. I, I walk away because you gotta let people learn on their own pace, right? And you gotta be willing to let students uh, or let people make a little bit of mistakes, right? You gotta have the freedom so to fun. I come yeah. by, five minutes later and man it's small right <laughs> <laughs> i said you know what what is it supposed to be he said, i don't know <laughs> well that's our first problem <laughs> so I, I mean do you charge the students for material no no most of the projects um no you know there's course fees that come in sure so we can buy materials and the parts aren't that big so no okay you know it's okay it's yeah. all right so most importantly, Chad, Mr. Jacobs, um, what advice do you have for other educators looking to integrate manufacturing uh, education into their curricula uh, that may not have a facility as beautiful as Westwood's, right? I mean, that's the what I see as, as some of the problems, at least in the state of Arizona, um, can't get students involved, right? Because mm -hmm. we're not involving the students at a young age about these classes. Uh, can't find instructors, right? They're sure. very hard to come by. And we can't find facilities, right? So I know of another high school well further west of town. Um, they found an instructor. They've got a ready student base. Their facility is not big enough to sure. put a program on, on, on campus. So We've made the connection with them with West uh, West Mech. Mm -hmm. West Mech has this beautiful lab. They're not they using. Maybe we can get them connected, right? Um, that being said, not everybody has the the access to Haas to the space even to to put something like this together. <clears throat> How can educators go out there and and at least introduce young people who may not be a good fit for that traditional four-year post-high school model. How, how can they get kids interested in, in careers in manufacturing? Well, I, th I think they need to uh, 
I think a teacher could introduce some form of project-based learning in their classroom, right? Sure. Uh, 3D printers is one way to go. They're very popular. Um, but honestly, in 3D printing, there's not a lot of manufacturing learning. Right. I mean, it's a very easy thing to do. Right. Um, uh, I would recommend maybe CNC routers. Okay. That That's a big step, right? The CNC routers are reasonably priced. Low and you print. can make a lot of things yeah. with that. And you learn about feed rates and different materials. And uh, the laser cutter. Yeah. If schools can invest in a laser cutter, okay. um, that is probably the best manufacturing yeah. machine you could use because you can make all kinds of three-dimensional objects, yeah. um, tongue and groove things that, that put together. I love it. Um, mills and lays, that is a huge leap forward for a school to try to yeah. put in because they're expensive and finding um, an educator, which are nearly impossible to find it, somebody that yeah. is willing to learn it or <laughs> has a, a little bit of experience in it, right. that's almost an impossibility. So I'm not sure that really answers your question here. No, it does. You know, that's, that's a hard one, right? Yeah. That's a hard question. Um, well, I think I, I think the the general answer that you started with the the project based learning. Mm -hmm. I think that that you said it earlier. It's not a new concept, right? right? But I think that it went away for a little bit. Then. I think so. I think um, so. And I think that some students, that's just how they react. Right. They react better to mm -hmm. that than um, some of the other learning modalities. Mm -hmm. I, I mean, I, I, in talking with those three students earlier, their grades may not be great on the main campus. Right? But they're doing well here. But they're doing, <laughs> they're doing really, really well here. I, I they probably have some of their best grades in this exactly. course. Right? That's the neat part about manufacturing, mm -hmm. not only as a curricula, but also as a future and a career is, path. Yeah. You know, a lot of kids get into this pathway mm -hmm. the same way they pick up on soccer or basketball or, right. or you know sports or or other activities like that it's it's pretty neat do you see a lot of that come into this class i mean well i'm hoping so right a lot of the kids that come into this class didn't really know what this class was and i think a lot of the kids were just kind of signed up for this class so um the enrollment is not really based on the word of mouth yet Got but it. we're hoping for that um okay. So if, yeah, if kids come into this, then they can easily transfer to MCC yeah. and complete a two-year degree for free here in Mesa. Right. Well, we have this thing called the Mesa Promise where any student uh, in the city of Mesa can go to their first two years of college for free. Really? Um, it, yeah, the city will cover any additional financial they, they, they need. And MCC has a great uh, manufacturing program over there. Yeah, and so you. we're going to be partnering with them. Good. So our engineering courses and our manufacturing courses, students actually get dual enrollment credit. That's great. Which will transfer right into the program over at MCC, which is just one avenue. Yeah. Um, so schools that don't have the mills and the lays and the advanced manufacturing, they can do a lot of things, right? Sure. Um, uh, CAD design is a big one, right? Uh -huh. We use SolidWorks here, which goes right into manufacturing because that's how you make the parts. Absolutely. Um, so that's something I'd recommend that schools get into is have a good CAD program. Okay. Because kids actually love those programs. Yeah. They get to design. And what can they make? Um, easily make things out of a 3D printer. Yeah. Easily cut things out with a laser cutter. 
And that. if you have a small CNC router, then that CAD design goes right into a physical part, right? Absolutely. You can make, right? Absolutely. So that would be a pathway I'd recommend for most schools that don't have the infrastructure of having a big facility, yeah. um, uh, an instructor that can do all the other things, right? Sure. Because there's a lot of smart educators out there that can do CAD design. Yeah. And um, you can take science teachers, you can take CT teachers, yeah. um, you can take teachers that do drafting because most of that's CAD now, and um, give them an initial little push mm -hmm. um, to start doing some more manufacturing in that course. A lot of the CAD courses I know of, um, they'll make little houses out of balsa wood, right, with razor blades, yeah. and, which is good, right? It's um, a start. It's a start. Yeah. But um, let's go one step further and get that teacher uh, a CNC router. Right. Get them a laser cutter so they can make better parts, right? Yeah. So they can um, make those parts. They can so make the parts are designed. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And then also, we should be using a, you know, we should definitely be using calipers, learning measurement skills yeah. um, for the things we make. So yeah. that's another thing we could introduce, which I'm not sure calipers are a big part, right? Yeah. Using a learning how to use a caliper. Yeah. You know, we use micrometers as well, and uh, you know, it's really cool. To learn how to measure parts, right? So, Chad, um, last question for you. Mm -hmm. What is it that you and your program here at Westwood High School need the most? And this is an unscripted question, mm. um, but I, I want the listeners out there, uh, if you have resources available to you that you can support a program like this, uh, get in touch with me at the show. I'll connect you with Chad. Uh, but what what is it that you need the most for this program to, to really move it forward in the direction you want to take it? Um, you could use some industry partners that allow some maybe job shadows or internships. Okay. Um, we've got these students that uh, take the course here, and then it'd be great if they could do like a summer internship. Sure. Um, or an after-school internship and actually go to a real facility where the student could see what else there is and maybe help out yeah. on the floor. Um, that'd be really helpful. We also run a robotics program here after school. The robotics program uh, integrates uh, the engineering and the manufacturing and we compete in FRC robotics, which is the big league. Yeah, uh, internationally, it's uh, super cool. And uh, we could use some industry uh, partners that would like to uh, partner with us and sponsor us. Awesome. Um, because it's a it's a really cool sport, and we could even use uh, mentors that would like to come in after school. I love it, and work with the kids on design and manufacturing. Yeah, yeah. So there's a lot. Okay. So if somebody's interested in sponsoring or or mentoring, um, whether they're here in Phoenix or sure. remote, right? Because mm -hmm. I, I know uh, some of our listeners we we have international listeners now, which blows my mind, Chad. Um, do you want them to get a hold of me and I connect them to you? That would be What's absolutely it? fine. Okay. Yeah. You can also look up Westwood High School here in Mesa, Arizona, <laughs> and I am easy to find. Yeah. <laughs> I, I, you're the only Chad Jacobs on there. Right. You'll find it. No problem. <laughs> All right. Well, I appreciate it, Chad. Thank you very much absolutely. for being on today. Thank you very much. Um, and thanks for sharing your shop and, and your knowledge with us. Uh, it's such a cool facility you have. And, you know, we have great kids. Yeah. I love the, the students we have here at Westwood High School oh, and the manufacturing program. That's a wrap on today's episode of the Manufacturing Culture Podcast. 
A huge thank you to our amazing guests, Allison, Chad, Zeno, Jackson, and Noah, for sharing their insights and experiences with us. We hope you enjoyed this special remote episode from Westwood High School. Don't forget to subscribe to the podcast and share this episode with your friends, family, and colleagues. Stay tuned for more exciting episodes exploring the world of manufacturing. And remember, together we can elevate the future of manufacturing education. Thank you. Thank mm-hmm. you.